Hello and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. Um, we are continuing our discussion about uh, GW Big Box Games. And uh, today, as well as being joined by Matt, we're going to talk Blood Bowl. Hello. Yes, the first of the games of sort of fighty sport stuff that came out in... 19... Eighty-six. You just did tell me off-air. 86, yes. Um, so that would have been really around the early days of me starting gaming, 86. I think it was probably about 85, 86 I started. Um, so outside of kind of early Warhammer, that would have been my first of the Games Workshop boxed games. Mm. Yeah, it was... Um, first version was glorious. Um a four awesome. piece, a four piece jigsaw a four piece jigsaw puzzle board um yep. cardboard standouts uh, stand ups yeah standees that's standees that's the word um it was brilliant i played the Dallas crow boys uh a dark elf team because it was basically american football with a fantasy twist what do you mean was it still is american football with yeah. a fantasy twist um, yes, unsurprisingly, I played dwarves quite a lot. Ah, they were taller than you, though. Well, they were short, grumpy, hairy men. So there was even back then there was a certain affinity. <laughs> so, um, written by Jervis Johnson, and I would I would think probably the most successful big box game that they ever made. I would have thought so. It's certainly outside of the two biggies. It's probably the one that's had potentially the most releases and re-releases and and evolution. Yeah, I mean, one. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five actual releases, um, and crunch in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And the card game thing. Oh, like yeah, and manager. two video games. Yeah, with allegedly a third on the way, I believe. I read that somewhere. Um, so, yeah, so it's basically, it's American football. It uses a very, very simple um, mechanic. I think the longevity of it is down to two things. One, the simplicity of the mechanics. Yes. And two, the campaign system. Yes, yeah, that that whole league process, um, and you know, it, it's it's sport in a fantasy environment, so it's something that ha- has been copied quite a lot since. I think. Well, yes, you know, you can make a very strong argument without Blood Bowl, there is no Guild Ball. Oh, without doubt. <laughs> um, so yes, so Blood Bowl, you pick a. One of a myriad of Games Workshop-related fantasy races that apparently all coexist quite friendly. <laughs> yes, despite, you know, always fighting wars, um, uh, quite happy to then come and have a bit of a kickabout. Yes, and because its, re- its origins are in 1986 when um, Games Workshop had not yet gone public and so therefore were slightly more fun and spontaneous than they became... Mm-hmm. Um, you're playing the game is you are worshipping the great god Nuffle, which obviously is um, NFL with a few extra letters. <laughs> yeah, 
And so, you know, it, it, it is beautifully simplistic. You, you, you move, you, you get your turn. You can keep going until you screw up. Um, the, you only have four or five types of model on the board. Mm-hmm. And they can all do very simple things. And it uses an excellent, um, dice system to determine the concept of your actions. And it's very much an opposed, yeah. it's not an opposed dice roll per se, but it's an opposed stat roll. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you want to get into situations where the numbers are working in your advantage so that you're rolling more dice and don't get double skulls. <laughs> yes, which frighteningly seemed to be a roll that I was very good at making. Most people were, especially in the crucial pieces. It was like in the England cricket team, basically. Yeah. You know, you'd get to, you'd get into scoring position and then you'd just fall over. Yeah, I shall uh, go for drop, it. I have a, I uh, just to, drop no, the ball. Yeah. Yes. I shall go for it. I only need to move one square. I get, a, I only need to not roll a one and then I have a re-roll even if I do. Oh, I've rolled two ones. I've fallen over. <laughs> oh, and I failed my injury roll. Oh, and I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like every single game that I have applied. <laughs> um, as a casual, as a casual game or as a campaign game with friends, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, when I met my wife, my then, my then to be wife, um, I was involved in a campaign in the local GW store in Oxford that we had 10, 11 people playing and you'd rock up because yeah. a game would take 90 minutes tops and you know, you would, you would play your game and then you'd advance your team and then you would, you know, you'd go home and you'd play your next thing. And yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. Great game. And also had the benefit of, because it's only being played on the pitch, didn't need a six before, which for a lot of people, um, meant it was a game that could easily be played at home on the dining table or on the coffee table without the need for extra terrain. Um, or any complicated negotiations with parents or significant other halves to access a big bit of floor space. Yeah. And the models were great. Yeah. Um, the models that were released around the time of the third edition um, were just cartoony pieces of magnificence. Yes. Because <laughs> um, you... As well as your ordinary players, you get your star players, mm-hmm. and oh, they were all—they were just brilliant. And they carried on. That was the beauty of it. It was the star players that you have now are the star players that were then. Yes, Griff Oberville and all yeah, of those. Thug the Mighty and yeah, uh, Morgan no 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 Yes, um, and it it was great. And the mo- you know the models were great. The gameplay was great. Yeah, um, kind of 16 models. Um, excellent, we just got Maxwell out. Um, <laughs> see, I told you, have faith. So, um, well, you know and, we have yeah. to record every time England play now. <laughs> yes, that would appear to be something that's helped us turn the corner. Um, but also, um, from a painting point of view, you know, you, was it 16 models yeah, 16 maximum models. on your roster? So, you know, small, um, easily paintable, not like, bear in mind, we were still talking rank and file 40, uh, fantasy battle back then. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about hundreds or if you had a Skaven army, thousands of models, um, that you had to paint. So it was, it was something that was cheap, accessible, 
you know, you could play with a fully painted team without a massive um, commitment. Uh, and unlike, I think, when we talked about Necromunda, even the campaign system, that didn't suffer perhaps the same level of rules bloke that others did because the upgrades and the things that you took were, you know, from a relatively small pool of upgrades. So it wasn't that difficult to um, keep track of. And generally, they didn't bend the basic rule mechanics um, too far, certainly didn't break them with having to introduce entirely new rules. You know, you would you would be able to avoid certain blocks or be able to count if you were two-on-one as if it was one-on-one and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so, and there were, there were definitely um, balance issues yeah. um, as teams came out, but they were generally around um, the costings for the teams were wrong. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember certain skills would get errated occasionally. Um, but yeah. it was the game that benefited I think the most from the specialist game shakeup that happened for for people who don't know um at some point it must have been I I can't remember the date it must have been early 2000s yeah, yes it must have been yeah, I would have it, thought so it must have been because it was just after Epic Armageddon was launched so whenever Epic yes. Armageddon was launched so there had been a, a a division of Games Workshop had been created called Specialist Games. And basically, if it wasn't 40K and it wasn't um, Warhammer, uh, it was a specialist game. And uh, Jervis Johnson was sort of head of Specialist Games. And at some point, the decision was made that Specialist Games was going to fold. Um, Given the history at the time, it was probably a sales-based thing that just yeah. wasn't enough interest. But I don't, I don't know that. I mean, that's pure speculation on my part. Mm. Um, and so Specialist Games folded. And so Jervis came up with the idea of the living rule book. Yeah. Uh, because what he had been doing is he'd been working with groups in the communities for each of the games to create... Um, the rule sets, and that was the idea for Epic Armageddon, which is we'll probably talk about another episode. That was where he'd really developed that idea because Epic Armageddon was very much written by the players of Epic. Um, yes, yeah, it was. At, it was certainly the, a community endeavor. Yeah, if you look in the Epic Armageddon rulebook, you can see there's a whole list of names of the people who contributed to the rules. Um, yours truly is in there, I think. Clang. Pretty sure I am. Um, and so this concept of the the living rule book was created. And when um, Specialist Games folded, and so official, air quotes, support ceased for all the Specialist Games, some of them, like Necromunda that we talked about last episode, um, went by the by. But the Blood Bowl community massively rallied round the game. Oh, God, yes. And Yeah, I mean, Blood Bowl is certainly the big success of that period. Yeah, and basically kept Blood Bowl going... Blood Bowl kept going for 13, 14 years with no support from Games Workshop. And if you, if you search, there are a massive raft of manufacturers who make fantasy football teams. Um, yes. Alternative proxy type 
Yeah, which are blo- which are which are basically clearly blood designed for blood bowl. Yeah, and they're still kickstartering them now today. Yeah. yeah, there's just been a Norse female team with Valkyries and things that have just been. Oh, nice. You know, there's there's a, there's three or four and there's three or four manufacturers that just this is what they do. They make extra yes. blood bowl teams. Um, and the convention has just got bigger and bigger. Um, a friend of ours, Aiden. Um, he's was heavily into Blood Bowl, and if I remember rightly, he went to some championship that had something like four, five hundred players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from a from an attendance point of view, it, it even as an unsupported game, it was blowing numbers off of forty k and Warhammer Fantasy Battle, as was um, all through that, for the want of a better term, fallow period where it was unsupported rule set. Yeah, and it, and it was amazing. And I remember at the time when it was announced that it was coming back in sort of 2015, 2014, 2015 is when we saw teasers for new models. Yeah. There was a lot of concern about that they were going to change the rule set. And to their credit, and I think you have to give them credit for this, they didn't because the rule no, set absolutely. is in the Blood Bowl box that you can buy now is the rule set that had been developed over those 10, 12 years. Um, and those, as my understanding is that those people who had been instrumental in keeping that going were still involved. Yeah. Um, I could understand why they wouldn't have done it because GW have always been a bit funny around, or not funny, understandably protective around their IP. Um, but basically you had a rule set here that had 25 years worth of play testing, um, with a, you know, with a constructive outlook of making it the best, balanced, enjoyable game. Um, you know, it was, I think because of the accessibility, it wasn't just the kind of neckbeards, for the want of a better term, that had that weird ownership of it. It was such a broad community. Um, and I think, you know, decisions largely within that Blood Bowl community were being made with a good heart to try and make the game better. And, and fix some of the balance issues of some of the teams, so that you know there wasn't a, there wasn't a top tier and a middle tier of races. It was much more about the players. Of yeah, the and there's definitely you know there's, the def- there's, there's various different play styles. Um, mine always used just to be beat up the opposition until there were none left, and then score. Um, yeah, which sometimes worked, and sometimes yes, my, mine was. Um, horrible ineptitude and clumsy manoeuvring, um, followed by crushing defeat. Um, I've just looked up um, about events. Um, the events, so the events are run by the NAF, which takes yeah. its name from the rules, and um, they hold a world. The World Cup is run every four years. Um, the last event was in 2015 in Luca, Tuscany. Mm-hmm. 900 participants. Wowzers. Um, the 2019 World Cup is being held in Dorbim. I don't know where that... Dorburn, where's that? In Austria. Sounds German. Austria. I was going to say, sounds ge- Germanic. 3rd to, yeah. to the 6th of October. But 900 mm-hmm. So 900 players Yeah. for the World Cup. <laughs> that is a lot of players. 
Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I meant to mention early when we were talking about the kind of that first and second edition is it was really smart because it captured, and I just wanted to go back to that because I had in my head the words, it really captured the zeitgeist at the time where American football had come over and was suddenly accessible on the telly. That's right. Um, no. In the UK as well. Yeah, it started on, cha- it started on Channel it started 4. It started on Channel 4. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and it, and it piggybacks some of that as well, I think. So, I, you know, I don't know, but there was that chance that you might get people who were into American football that were aware of gaming, and it could have drawn them in as well. So, yeah. no, I mean, it was um, it was great. It was it was it was really good. Um, I think I've played every edition. Um, I certainly played the first two, maybe three, and then didn't play it for a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I've ranted about it before. I, I went. For me, it's always been a fun push models around the thing. I mean, in most games, I'm fun push models around the thing. Yeah. Um, you do get serious Blood Bowl players. Must have a dice cup. Yes. Um, that sort of thing. Who I just refuse to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cause it's, it, I'm not taking it that seriously, but, yeah. um, it is a, it's a great game. A campaign can be really, really good fun. Yeah. Um, and you know we between us have got the the new edition we do um and you have i believe purchased your uh, the the reskinning of your undead team that you played with for a million years yep rest in pieces yeah um and you know what i'm probably going to have them professionally painted nice because i'll never get around to painting them myself no which is which is a big step for you because you're not a fan of playing with other people's painted no, stuff. No, but I'm thinking I'm going to I'm going to use these as a tester. I've signed, I've agreed a deal with a painter, hmm. and um, I'm going to see how she does with them. And if I like them, then she, I might give her the Necromunda as well. Nice. Is it Eleanor? Uh, no, it is. Uh, it is not. I'm having uh, Jessica Jules paint them. Oh right, yes, me. very nice. She's a great painter. She is. A, she's very, 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 very good. And uh, you can find her on uh, Twitter. Yeah. And um, her rates are very competitive. Um. So I'm going to, when I get paid at the end of the week, I'm going to have her send them over to her, and I'm even going to have her build them as well, because she only charges fifteen quid for building. Them. <laughs> Ah, well, that's fair enough. Yes, funny enough, in, in the process of sort of tidying and moving, because I'm in that packing process still, I did find the Nurgle's Rotters team that I purchased um, when we were talking about going to Adepticon because we were going to play yeah. Blood Bowl. Um, so I shall revisit those and we can start playing once I get into um, the new house. Yes, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to create a club between your house and my house. Yes, I, I suspect that's the case. <laughs> I think that's or, the... or find one that's in existence um, that fits from a timing point of view. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Blood Bowl. Um, yes, it's good. It's come back. It's great. Yeah. Um, if you ha- if you've never played it, you owe it to yourself to play it. Because uh, yes, I would I would say so because it's a great. I mean, it's a great game to play in an evening with a couple of beers and some crisps as we would say chips as the yanks would say um and just have a bloody good laugh yeah it is all right well okay we're doing really well at sticking to like 20 minutes for these yes we've done well australia on the double nelson we need to get another wicket
Until next time, I've been Mike. And I've been Matt. Bye-bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.